Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Flash might have no point at all. Zachary Levi tells haters where they can go. And Zack Snyder is spilling some beans. Today on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the Great Hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Cosmic legends they are. Only here to talk about the finest <laughs> legends, of course, the legends of the DC movie universe. Hey, everyone. We have a small, tiny, but mighty dynamic duo for you today. Uh, I am so pleased to be joined by a regular here on DC Movie News. It's, of course, you recognize Miss Elena Jordan. Hello! It's always good to be back. It's always good to be back, isn't it? <laughs> I feel that myself, too. It's like, you know... Especially when we get to start with a dance-off. Yeah, I think uh, today we started with the dance-off. I hope Roxy's not going to be too upset that she's like, I'm always trying to dance, and you didn't want to do a dance-off. I just felt... Your the, your outfit was looking minute, great. It was like it felt like we were dancing. It was good times. And now I'm winded. <laughs> and that's uh, how you want to be when you start a podcast. Uh, need more exercise, I guess. <laughs> um, how you doing? How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? You doing a lot of cons and stuff? You doing? Um... I just got back from WonderCon. Wow. WonderCon was really fun. I'm jealous. Yeah, I got to debut a new cosplay there. It was what was fun. the cosplay? Post apocalyptic Jessica Rabbit. What? Yeah. Jessica Rabbit was definitely the first sort of cartoon person that I felt a certain way about that I can recall. I made her extra badass, oh made her wasteland God. style, like I... Furiosa Jessica Rabbit. Oof. I did like a half shaved. Where can like... I see pictures of this? Where can it's on I see Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl uh, and on I'm... Twitter at Elena Jordan. So that's that was a great <laughs> segue into telling people where to find you and chat roll whoever's with us or if you watch this podcast or see this video wherever you do see it. Make sure you go to Instagram, check that out, and comment about this post-apocalyptic Jessica Rabbit, because I I actually saw uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the theaters. Love that movie so much. I have so much love for that movie. I'm excited. I just heard uh, on FX why The Last Man is finally happening. It's not, not, is it DC or is it Vertigo? Who put out Why The Last Man? Chat roll. Help me. Leave me hanging. I don't even know who put it out, but of course... Uh, Image Comics. Oh, it's Image. Okay, it was Image. All right. Uh, Robert Kirkman, actually. Oh, yeah. The writer of The Walking Dead and Invincible. Um, Yeah. What about it? What about Kirkman? He's the one who wrote it. Uh, No, Brian K. Vaughn wrote Why the Last Man. No, he... he, uh, Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Kirkman. No, 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 no. Brian K. Vaughn's Why the Last Man is finally coming to uh, broadcast, which is very, very exciting. And um, I saw who's producing it. I didn't actually recognize the names, uh, as, but I think uh, oh, um, Green, I think, is one of the guys. Anyway, that's exciting. That's not DC stuff. We're going to talk about DC stuff, movies, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, of course, a huge Batman fan, so we can uh, open up talking about a sort of update, 
Well, tell them who you are, too, and where to find you. Oh, I'm Adam Gertler. Hey, guys. <laughs> How are you? Good to be back. Good to be here. I make hot dogs and sausage. I do stuff about food. I do stuff about movies. I talk about comic books. Whatever I can to avoid having a real job. It's worked so well. I'm over 40. I've made I've it. I've also gotten addicted to doghouse because of you. Oh, that's good to hear. I go like twice a week now. Oh, my God. That's Insane. amazing. It's a lot. Hey, uh, Batmanthony here. Oh, yes. Batmanthony. So Tony was totally wrong. What a loser. Um, he it was oh. actually Vertigo. Vertigo. So Vertigo. it is a DC. Oh, my God. It's relevant. Ha-ha. As hey. I said it, I was like, is that Vertigo? So I knew it somewhere in me. So, yes, very much DC movies. That's hot news. Boom. That's hot goss we just put in. Boom. We just did a mini TV time early stop. And you'll only find that on this special Dynamic Duo episode <laughs> of DC Movie News. So... On top of that, why the last man exciting news, Matt Reeves' update about the Batman. I guess somebody reached out to him on Twitter or something and was like, I know people are going to ask like, about this and that, but how's it going, Matt Reeves? How's it, how are you? How's the prog- progress? And um, for us, it's news just to hear that a director is still involved in the project. It's like a year. It's like, Matt Reeves, are you still, are you still with us? And he is. Yep. Yeah. He said... The exact quote was, I'm sure people ask you all the time about the Batman, who will be in it, what it's about, etc. I bet nobody asks how it's going on the Batman. So, how's it going on the Batman? And he just said, it's going really, really well, thanks. I could not be more excited. Very excited about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I just, we all like to hear... That he's still involved because I that was one thing I was excited about. I said right from the beginning, I don't care who his Batman is at this point. Like I'm more excited that he's making a Batman film. So I imagine you're excited for the I'm Matt Reeves. I'm super excited for Matt Reeves. I feel like anything that he does is going to be great. I feel like the casting is going to be spot on. I feel like him having a little bit more creative control is actually a good thing. So. Are you frustrated that it's taking so long to get hard news? Or is it the kind of thing that you're so excited? It doesn't bother me because I feel like the reason I'm excited about Matt Reeves is I know that he's not going to put out something that isn't up to par. And if we're not getting any news yet, if we're not really getting any info yet, it's because they're working on what they're working on and they don't want to spill out a whole bunch of untrue rumors necessarily. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like when they have something ready, it's going to be something good. And I don't really care about when it comes out, as long as I'm, I'm quality over quantity. Basically. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're a DC fan, your 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 quantity has clearly slowed down just yeah. to just by virtue of the fact. But then, look, there are still several films in production. The pipeline is not drying up at DC. Uh, you know, there's there's films going forward. There's uh, uh, Aquaman finishing up right now. There's Wonder Woman coming out. Uh, there's flash news definitely happening. Uh, so stuff is moving forward. And then we're going to get some news about Matt Reeves' Batman film. Uh, but, of course, you can't talk about a Batman story without talking about DC's favorite begrudging hero, the Willie or Woney uh, return that is Ben Affleck. Who uh, Batfleck. is going to... Yes, Batfleck is going to be appearing at the Fan Expo in Dallas this weekend. And I guess in addition to your... Uh, typical uh, autograph, photograph package you could purchase. There was supposed to be a Ben Affleck panel, which was canceled less than 24 hours after it was announced. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of that, Elena? I, you know, as somebody who does panels, I know things come up. And sometimes people, you know, sign up for something and then may decide 
that they don't want to do it, and that's that's fine. He's still appearing, as long as that's still, like, whatever fits in his contract, and because it was less than 24 hours announcing, it's not like there was enough time for people to really gain steam. And if you have $250 for an autograph, or $250 for a picture, or, or $500 for both, <laughs> you can still meet Ben Affleck. And then you just got to try to slip in your Batman question at the time. I mean, he, he's not even—he's not going to answer anything. Well, he's, he's not going to be say... able to dodge a thousand autograph houses. Something's going to slip, right? Everyone's going to be gonna like, dodge. "Hey, he's can I get the dodge. Or somebody's going to be like, whole... "Don't ask Ben about Batman." They're not going to ask anything because they're going to say, "Step up, take your picture, walk away." I'm curious, chat roll. Is there a world in which I'm serious? I just want to know. I'm not trying to influence you. I want to know what what is there a world in which like. Matt Reeves, ben, Batman is going to be Ben Affleck. Does anybody still no. believe that that's a possibility? Elena's scoffing at it. No. No. You don't think that's a possibility no at way. all? Mm-mm. Do you think he will appear in some form as Batman again? I, you know, it, I feel like it's, it's hard to say. I really just don't think so. I feel like he's done. Mm-hmm. I think he's out. Well, all I can say the bat is... that has flown away. Listen, I, you know, apparently he still has at least a movie on the contract. He hasn't said no. He hasn't said yes. We know what we thought. I've thought for a long time he's not going to be Batman. It's just like, when you look at the people in, like, social media, right? Like, look at what Gal does constantly, every mm-hmm. day, all the time. Look at what Henry Cavill does constantly, all the time. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. There are certain people who have taken sort of the responsibility or whatever, their roles, and it's become a part of their persona in their social media. They stand behind it. Affleck is a no-comment kind of guy about it. I can't say I blame him with the reception of the films. I mean, if the films were widely embraced, maybe he'd be more talkative. I don't know. Or maybe that's just this kind of guy he is. I honestly feel like if Live by Night had done well, he would have been in the mental space that he would have been all about Batman still. Even if Justice League had taken a hit. I feel like it's because his baby was lived by night and he genuinely thought he was going to get Oscars for it. And it was just kind of a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I think that it just knocked him down. I think that that I think it's less DC and I think it's more just that one project that he had his mark all over that didn't do well. And I think it just made him kind of standoffish for everything he was associated with. I mean... I don't know. I don't know if I totally agree with you. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. And I only say that because he's had so much success within his, uh, with his other films. And he has a very long career. And he knows that he's had big bombs as an actor and huge successes as an actor. And I just think it's the timing of it, though. What's that? Oh, all, all the with thi- Live by Night right. was also like right. personal things and everything. I think Live by Night was just the last straw because it was after that one that he changed his tone about Batman. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be, again, at the helm. But I, I, I personally you know, think it's different if be, I, I go back in time. If BVS was received differently, we'd be seeing a different thing. Now. And, I, and I'm ready to move on. Um, don't want to uh, uh, harp on it too much. We talk about it all the time. We will get a Batman. Matt Reeves is making it. Uh, and me or, you know, some people thought that we were going to see Batman next in The Flash's film. Uh, which is moving closer and closer to starting actual pre-production. And now there's been a little bit of slippage, possibly, nip slippage, um, uh, regarding... Lip uh, slippage. Lip slippage, sorry, yes, lip slippage of some news (laughs) regarding... Ah, here we go. Here's a tweet. What does it say there? So, basically, the Hollywood Reporter published an article um, about writer 
Dan Mazu's next project, mm-hmm. and they said he worked on Warner Brothers' Flash movie project when it was titled Flashpoint, as well as Johnny Quest, based on the cartoon series. Uh-huh. And everyone went, Ahem, when it was titled Flashpoint? What do you mean by this? What has changed? And then the I'm backtracking saving myself tweet that... Boris Kitch said was I didn't say they weren't adapting Flashpoint all I said was that it wouldn't be titled Flashpoint but maybe I've said too much emoji that signifies yes you've said too much winky face tongue out oh. whoops um, I think that's um, well I, do, I will just say I'm not like going to say I told you so but I believe I did say on this very show not too long ago that I would not be, I did not expect Flashpoint to actually happen as Flashpoint. Um, So that's interesting. I kind of, I'm thinking it's not going to be Flashpoint. I think that would be very smart to have it not be Flashpoint because, as we've been saying about Flashpoint, you haven't established this universe enough to then have the Flashpoint switch it up. And if you're about to, if you're not going to use that as a signifier for a new Batman, then. There's really no point, and there's no flashpoint in doing it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And also, it's just like, why not do a standalone and let us really get to know this character because he wasn't fully introduced to the best of the ability, I think, in Justice League. So it would make sense that he would have a standalone before they would introduce a flashpoint. Yeah, I agree Uh, so heartily with you I, I i feel like people are starting to all come to that conclusion that like dc's approach and trying to rush some of these big storylines before people are invested in these versions of the characters that that was not a way to go and you don't get the benefit of a big crossover or a big storyline or something happening to the characters if you're not already really into who the characters are so you need your baseline story it becomes increasingly difficult to do that because people say oh well, we don't want more origin stories but you kind of need origins to care about the characters that's a, yeah, i've never picked up an issue of a comic you know that didn't give me their origin at some point sometimes characters are introduced in other comics and and, and they're starting to do that in the movies but you need to get into the character at some point. I 100% agree. Because you're not invested in the story if you don't care about the character. Now, then the next question I'm going to ask, and I'm curious is what people think about this, is are you definitely sticking with Ezra Miller? Is that casting potentially going to change? I feel like they're going to keep Ezra Miller. I agree. I do, too. I do, too, but I'm, like, not 100% positive. But I don't think they're scrapping the whole thing because I know they're keeping Gal, and I believe they're going to keep Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. I just can't see a world in which you're not going to find Cabo's a better... going to be Superman for as long as he, he can. He sure wants to be, man. I he's mean, he sure be. definitely he's wants to be. be. I might not be sure about Ben Affleck, but however long he can keep his physique like that, man. Keep the guy like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, but speaking of a movie that I may have neglected to mention before when I was listing all the movies in the pipeline, the very next movie after Aquaman is, of course, Shazam!, Coming to us from the Pony Smasher himself, David Sandberg. And uh, we have some some nice video of Zachary Levi yeah. reaching out and talking directly to the fans. And like, you know, kind of telling people what they think, uh, what he thinks of their views uh, on his suit. Suit. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a crap suit. Um, why, why the crap suit was the question. I think my suit is 
fucking bomb, to be perfectly honest. Not PG-13. Um, and uh, I know that there hasn't been an official, uh, officially released photo yet, but there have been incredibly high-quality photos that have been released. Yeah, so and shut up, I assholes. I think that any of you people out there who are still hung up on what the suit looks like are just wanting to be angry for angry's sake. I think you're Damn. very insecure. You probably are dealing with some stuff in your own life and you feel uh, a little powerless and I'm sorry that you do. I'm Wherever you're at and whatever you're going through, I'm sorry that you're going through that. But I do think you should probably take a second and reflect on why you are as negative as you are about maybe anything in life and then relook at the suit and go, actually, hey, you know what? They're trying really hard to make something that's awesome and that pleases a lot of different people because Captain Marvel's been around for a really long time and has mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of different iterations of suits. So you can't win them all, but you can at least hope that people will give you a fair shake. So uh, for any of you out there that still don't think you've been given a fair shake and don't want to give us a fair shake, well then, sucks to your ass, Mar. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I love him so much! God, I love him so wow. much! Wow. I mean, he doesn't need to do that, by the way. He could just not answer anything. But these guys, I Sam Berger and him, these guys are animals. I love him. I know. He is the best. He is the best. He can kindly and compassionately tell people to just go F themselves in the most delightful way. I love him. He was, I love him. He was firm and gentle at the same time. I, that's what I appreciate about that. Like, And, and he honestly is like, listen, there's nothing to judge at this point. It's not a fair shake at this point. Like, You can have your suppositions. You can say the padded muscles. It looks too primary. Whatever. Give these guys a chance. I we, think it looks perfect. It looks just like the comic. I, I think, think it looks great, too. I think it's this is definitely going to have um, a light tone, which I think if they hit the yes. humor right, it could be great. And... And what that means. And it's also not what you think a superhero should be, 45 year old man in your basement at the message boards getting angry. It's supposed to be what this tiny child sees a superhero as. So it would be less in depth and less more. Like you're, you're expecting That's a, a dark great point night. of view. So you think that sort of the formation of this, it, they might take a, um, an element that it's actually. Billy Batson's imagination, yeah. how he would imagine the manifestation well, of a the superhero. Comic, that's kind of the reflection of it, is that he sees Superman as his idol, and he wants to be like Superman, so when he becomes a superhero, this is how he sees himself, this is how he becomes. See, that's a... So, that, I mean, I don't know that that wrinkle has always been part of the origin. They just have it as kind of an alluded to. But no, but it makes sense. And, and um, what I'm saying is, I think you're right. I think that's brilliant, rather than if it's like, no, you always look like this when you say the words and when, when the wizard chooses you, or if that, whatever it's going to be. Like, I love what you're saying. It's like, yeah, he knows Superman. He lives in a world with all this stuff. And he's like, I'm going to be this big guy with a lightning bolt and his chest and a crazy cape. That is awesome. And yeah. like, that's, you don't even know if that's what they're doing or not, but you just came up with something that's amazing. So people like who just want to be negative, it's like, that can't be a very... There's no reason to be negative. It's not a productive place to be. You've seen literally nothing yet. You've seen nothing in action. Except Ivan Soto in the chat role. He's a jerk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> who just said, he's wearing the new 52 version of the suit. I wish they cast Levi in Booster Gold movie. Ah, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that what later. What a shit too. idea. Hmm. Okay. What he means by that? Um, <laughs> what else are we talking about? Oh, other movies that we just assumed were like uh, thrown in the scrap heap of DC that have gotten the stroke of death. Uh, ah, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe removed. Um, somebody talking to Joe Manganiello. 
obviously brings up Deathstroke. And the last time I heard him talking about Deathstroke, he was in regards to being in the Batman movie. He's like, I don't, know. I don't know what's happening. He seemed frustrated. This time he seemed coy. What happened? What was going on? What did he say? So he is promoting his new movie, Rampage. And then somebody which looks fun. Him, I haven't looks seen it. Really fun. I could have gone to the premiere really last night. I was oh, invited uh, on the go. just like you know I'm on that Warner Brothers list. So sometimes you go to Warner Brothers like screenings the day before. It's not like a, a special list or anything. I just I, I I was really busy. I didn't have a chance to and I, to wait online and all that stuff. But it looks fun. Yeah, um, I think it'll be good. Um, but basically, they just asked him there. Hey, what's up with Deathstroke? And he said, there are things in the works. That's all I can say. So we just kind of assumed that there were not things in the works and that the works had been kind of nixed. But I guess he's saying yeah. there, may be, there may be a resurrection of Deathstroke. So I interpret this to mean that I, think, I still think a Deathstroke movie is very much a long shot. But I would think that this is one of the elements that they're going to keep because everybody who saw Justice League left with a better taste in their mouth than they would have because of this guy Mm -hmm. in the end of the film, right? Yeah, I think so, too. So I feel like there's got to be something. And I think it may not be immediately a Deathstroke movie, but I feel like it's going to be enough integration into other films that then it leads to the potential for later on down the line a Deathstroke movie. That would make more sense because, as we were saying, having a character that is more fully fleshed out that we already recognize, we're going to immediately have more connection to that movie and more impetus to go see it yeah I, I i just want more of this deathstroke and i the idea of the gareth evans uh director was it gareth evans the ray guy yeah it was okay um that does sound amazing i hope something happens with that i like i've always said i'm a big fan of like seeing the fighting in a superhero film like whether it's batman or this i want to see hand-to-head combat um, I get a little zoned out when it's so CGI, when the two main people yeah. are conflicting CGI. It doesn't ground it for me, so I'm a big fan of, like, Cap and Winter Soldier, um, uh, uh, or, you know, of course, the warehouse scene in BBS is, like, amazing because it feels visceral. There's, there's fi- you know, physicality happening there. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, uh, on, on, on that sort of thing? I just love Deathstroke. I yeah. want more Deathstroke. I just thought that there would be very little happening because of kind of the tone last time that they asked him about it. So I'm glad that we're getting some more good news this week. So, but but also I will say, and chat roll, please tell me if you know what I don't know about this, but they could pretty much nixed Manu Bennett appearing as Deathstroke anymore in the Arrowverse, right? Who was awesome. He came back for a couple of episodes this season. Haven't watched Arrow since then, by the way, because I'm a huge Spartacus, Spartacus fan. Love that guy. So does that mean the Titan show? Definitely no chance of Deathstroke, right? Ever. I feel like probably. probably not. Definitely, right? Because, yeah, there would be a weird crossover. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Titans looks amazing. And t- I'm, I'm excited. Very about excited Titans. about Titans. Not that we're not where we're dipping into TV time just yet. But, yeah. Um, so now the next kind of thing to talk about, there's a lot to talk about here, is uh, Zack Snyder has been spilling some beans. He's been... I guess, is it mostly on Vero? Like, he's posting he pictures and Vero. then just he talking. He lives on Vero now. Yes. So he's a Vero hero. It, you know, kind of is as as the Zack Snyder verse is kind of coming has crashed into the mountain, um, and it doesn't look like Zack's going to be involved in future DC films. He's sort of been opening up about symbolism and backstory 
um, particularly you know pertaining to things that happened in BBS or Man of Steel or what his thoughts were about these characters. And some of it I find really interesting, and um, some of it I'm like, wow. Um, so uh, yeah, let's talk about him. Let's talk about first about the opening film. He had some comments about the opening of BBS when we're introduced to um, this new version of, of Batman. Yeah, when we see Bruce Wayne and his dreams kind of being lifted by the darkness into the light, and a lot of people were confused by the beautiful lie mm-hmm. line and kind of wondering, right. like, what does that mean? Um, so Zack Snyder, uh, Alex Andres, at Alex Andres, asked him about it, and he said, the idea in the dream of right- the idea in the dream, the righteous man, the good man, seeks justice, but that quest for justice leads him into darkness, and his own moral code is a que- in question or maybe a construct of his grief. So the lie of the light becomes justice equals light. But for mm-hmm. Batman, it's the opposite. Because for Batman, he finds justice in the dark. Mm-hmm. So the whole beautiful lie is that this is the tale of justice being things brought into the light. The bats are bringing him into light. But his illumination is found in darkness. I think is what he was trying to say mm-hmm. within a word constraint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting stuff. Uh, you know... It's the biggest criticism of Zack Snyder is that he is a visual director first, you know, and that he's not all about the the juicy character beats, and and it is, and you see that in all this religious symbolism that he uses, and uh, you know things like that, which I think you could probably arrive there somewhat on your own. But it is interesting to hear a filmmaker talk about their own work, since a lot of artists don't really do that; they let you figure mm-hmm. it out. So it, it's always kind of interesting. It is weird when I do have this social media kind of constraint because the first time that I read the quote, I was like, what? Because it has no punctuation and mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what exactly it was saying. But then after I was like, oh, OK, now I get it. So I do kind of I feel like it's kind of taking on the whole Reddit AMA type format. Yes. But I wish that it would have more of like a continued so then you could just write a whole bunch to Are kind you... of explain a little more. And also it's hard to like intimate tone. Yeah. From that kind of thing, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Interesting. Um, also, the, he talked about the the fact that, uh, you know, this is fairly obvious, I think, but Bruce uses sex as a form of drug uh, in the film. We see him at one point getting up and, uh, you know, there's a, a woman in bed with him that we never meet. Uh, and I guess the implication there is that this is not a person that's important to him in his life. This is like, you know, a disposable sort of relationship, a one night stand, if you will. And I'm sure if you're a billionaire, Bruce Wayne, those are available to you all the time. And then he intentionally put the Robert Maplethorpe painting right. above the bed as more symbolism. Yes. Yes. Uh, so he likes to, you know, he likes to hit it, hammer it home and let you know. Um, just because, you know, again, he's he's really doubling down on how wounded Bruce was. And I wish Kalinowski was here to talk about this today because he's the biggest lover of BBS and... I I like the extended version, um, but didn't really like the theatrical version. And overall, I, I, I can't say I watch it very often, so that kind of tells me how I feel about it. Um, but there's a lot of uh, 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 religious metaphors, including the fact that Bruce, what, you know, why do you use the spear? Okay, so a lot of people are saying, like, he has all this technology, and why does he use a spear? And and then um, Zack Snyder responded to that question by showing a, a Christ painting where somebody had a spear and Christ was on the cross. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's why. Which, I mean, throughout they've had a lot of kind of Superman as Christ allegories throughout right. it. So it would make sense that he would continue with that. 
I know, but I, you know, I just don't find that as an answer. You know, when he when he says that, I'm like, yes, I get it. But if your reasoning is because I, I'm making this biblical allegory, I don't know that that's grounded in story, and that's kind of like part of the issues. I think he's like, no, you get to see, you see, you get the symbolism. He's dying for your sins, and he's going to come back, and he has to go through this. But I'm like, you know. I don't know if it really if it matters if it doesn't make sense in the world of the film that you created. I feel like it could have been set up a little bit better. I feel like they could have just had the framing of it more like the painting so that it would be more of like, you know, because we've seen that before in other movies where they Mm -hmm. have kind of the half circle table and everyone sitting to kind of represent a last supper type thing. The person in the center is the, the Jesus allegory. But and for this one, there was no real setup. It was just like, all right, well, now I got a spear and I'm real stabby. And it's like, what? Okay, yeah. well. <laughs> I guess, you know, and again, it kind of goes back to, I guess, my issues with Bruce being at this really different place. And I guess we're supposed to believe it, it comes from what happens in, in Metropolis. But he's, you know, he's so desperate and in a dark place, even for the Batman. But that's just the status quo where we meet him. So I think it was hard for audiences to grasp onto the fact that, no, yeah, you know that Batman, but this is this Batman, and he's just having yeah. a really bad time right now. A really bad time right he's now. He's having a bad time right now. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's just, uh... Um... I, it's, it's one of those that if it had been fleshed out a little bit more, I think that these references and these metaphors would have hit a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and the symbolism probably would have been grasped a little bit more so that we don't have to ask way later on Vero, what he was thinking. Yeah, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm curious. I see the chat rules discussing it, uh, too. Somebody said, does that make Batman Pontius Pilate? Yeah, like, who who is wielding the spear um, in, in, in the biblical painting? That's what I'm not aware of. And there was no, I didn't really, I apologize. I should have done more research to find out, like, who the painting was. But I didn't know in this in this scenario, yeah, who is Batman in, with regard to a disciple or a Roman or I, I don't know too much about uh, the Christian well, I'm looking side looking at the of photo it. and the person with the spear isn't really even depicted in the the picture. It's just hands with the spear. Wait, but this person in the foreground, right, they've got a beard. This person has got the spear. They're, they're leaning back and they've got the spear and they're about to plunge it into uh, Christ's chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, so what you're saying is, is he saying that like, was Batman just a big Bible fan? Like, why does he choose the spear? Like, you're telling me it's because of this picture. I get the artistic reference, but why... Yes, Uh, Batman Anthony, thank you. The uh, connection I'm seeing is that Batman uh, stabs Superman, but that doesn't kill uh, Superman, nor Uh does it kill Christ. Right. It's actually Christ's own sacrifice on the cross that kills Christ. But in a sense, you can see... uh, What's his name? Doomsday at the end as as a cross, and that Superman is Christ being killed by Doomsday. So in order, he had to sacrifice himself, Superman had to sacrifice himself just like Jesus did in order to save everyone from Doomsday. I get that, but it's like, why make Batman, like, it just seems like the, the spear, Batman with a spear seems very specific to this one painting that hasn't really been referenced, that hasn't been set up, that we, I think what Adam's saying is he gets... Snyder's rationale as to here's why he doesn't get Batman's rationale as to yeah, here's like why. Yeah, like Bruce Wayne. I don't know why. Like, is like he just we all... get why Snyder did it. But... Are you telling me that like 
this version of Batman is also like a diehard Christian, like, and he he's into Christian stuff, and he's trying to be referential. I think or? it's just they were saying, and just happened to be has this connection because this is yeah. the piece of technology he chose. But I feel like that wouldn't have even been the case because it would have been something more humane. It's Batman, like, you don't think of like, oh yeah, super stabby Batman. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, he also talked about um, his version of uh, Lex Luthor, right? That he had basically thought, you know, a lot of people thought like, oh, no, this is the Lex Luthor Jr. The real Lex Luthor is off screen and going to come in another movie or something. But um, Lex killed his dad, which um, he refers to his father uh, often in BBS, but um, we never see his father. Uh, and uh, if he, I don't know if he's named Lionel, like on Smallville or what, but um, I would assume. But what do you think about that? Like uh, that—that's so. That's just backstory that Zack Snyder is given. Bat story. For, yes, yes, that is bat story. I know. I'm going to keep having to put money in the pun jar, according to <laughs> Ivan. Um, <laughs> Hank Dorsey. Batman was shooting people. <laughs> Maybe Batman is I Lucifer, mean, the fallen angel. Okay, right, right. And then there's that the painting, right? Then there's the painting with the the angel and the devil, and there's all that going on in that too. Um. Okay, so yeah. Lex killing his dad, and then finally, uh, why was the manor abandoned? And uh, th- this was interesting because this was like a departure from any sort of Batman canon that I ever kind of heard before, and that was like Zach's idea was that Bruce abandoned the house when he was eighteen. Yeah. The manor, rather. That his, he said, I think his father commissioned the lake house as a gift to his mother, a place built by her favorite architect, and she loved it. So when Bruce turned 18, he moved in, and he ordered Wayne Manor to be left to decompose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the rationale, which, not explained at all, but, Okay. Uh, Jody Mahoney commenting on the last topic. It's not like the spear is his only kryptonite weapon. He also had the gas canister gun. True. Uh, and it's not odd to me that Batman would have had the spear because it would be a weapon he could use at close range. Now, I don't know about that. Close spear, Superman. I'm thinking lots of daggers might be better. How about kryptonite batarangs? He uses those a lot. Yeah. I would have made more kryptonite batarangs. But I understand. Listen. Listen. He had a spear. Um, so, yeah, what did you think about that, the way Manor being abandoned? I mean, it didn't really bother me. I felt like it was more of just an artistic choice. Again, it felt more like I understood Snyder's rationale more than I understood Batman's rationale, because at that point it hadn't been explained to me why it was left to decompose. But yeah, exactly. Now, this to me is the most interesting of all the Snyder Spill the Bean stuff, because that's something that, that was not what I took from it. I, mm-hmm. I took that he abandoned the Manor later, sort of like post-Jason Todd kind of thing, but... Since 18 means, like, he hasn't... It's been a while. That I guess that's why like they were just 30 trying years. to... It, this kind of just feels like he was trying to explain away production design. Like, I feel like he was uh. just like, make it look older, make it look more decrepit, it looks better on screen. And then he was like, I guess, logically, it wouldn't have been that bad off if it had been more recent. Yeah. Huh. I know. So, I don't know. I mean, I thought it looked cool, but I, I feel like if that was the rationale, I wish there was, like, a line or two thrown in just to... You know, something quick so that we knew why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't you know. know. Interesting. Um, so, but hey, man, Zack Snyder's not, uh, he's not a negative guy. In fact, even though he still hasn't seen Justice League, he is looking forward to Aquaman. And uh, I'm sure he's still a producer on that. Yeah. Uh, but he's really excited to see, uh, as are the rest of us, what James Wan is going to do with Aquaman. 
Um, and I can't yeah, wait for said, us to get a trailer on that. I'm what excited to see what James Wan does with this king, said Steiner, along with the picture of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. It's coming. Well, I've, uh, I've sure by the time I'm on this show again, we sh- well, I bet we'll have an Aquaman trailer. Which I love that he put that on Vero, too, just unprovoked. Like, nobody asked him about it. He was just like, I'm excited to see Aquaman. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to just keep talking about what I meant or what I wanted to do with BVS or what would have happened in Justice League or what I, why I did that in <laughs> Superman. I am excited about Aquaman. Um, we've heard a lot about DC films that are happening in a separate side pocket universe. Uh, origin films pertaining to uh, one Joker, directed by Todd Phillips, produced by Martin Scorsese and starring potentially Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin was asked about this concept and, uh, and he was kind of coy about it. Yeah, he actually did a couple interviews, I guess, at the same event. Um, So for one, he said, it's just the character and the filmmaker, right? Westerns were just comics. Then they began as shitty old Western movies until someone came along and said, wait a minute, there's a great character here. Right. So I'm not opposed to them or that genre. I mean, typically I don't like horror stuff, but there's obviously some brilliant horror movies. So I'm not opposed to a movie just because of the genre. It just depends on the character. And then when they asked if he was going to play Joker... He said, oh, no idea, and then just smiled really big and then said, no idea. I, uh, I look at so many things, uh-huh. I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. That, to me, is a very obvious skirt that it is potentially on the table. And how I interpret that is that he's interested, it's in talks, and that doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen or not. I, th- I think it's probably in WB's court. Do- that's what I'm thinking, because the next interview he did with Fandango... And he used the same kind of similar Western analogy where he said, I see it as any other movie. I wouldn't say I won't do Westerns. It depends what it is. I don't really care about genre. I care about the character and the filmmaker. So if you have the ability to transcend the genre, that's what you want to do. So I wouldn't say hands down, no, I wouldn't do that movie. Um, There are things where I flirted with the possibility where there was the potential for this to be something that's actually interesting to me. But then for whatever reason, they never got to that place where everyone feels the same way. And that's key. Everyone has to explore the same thing or else it doesn't effing work. I'm not opposed to it. I don't make decisions on a budget or anything. That's really the filmmaker and the character. And then when they asked him, again, point blank, he said, I don't know. It could be an interesting character. I don't know. And then he grinned again Mm -hmm. when they said that they thought that he would be good at it. He, uh, I guess, just smiled really, really big and crossed his arms and was very much like, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like a, we'll see, we'll see, was what I guess he's like kind of implying. Well, he's one of my favorite actors, so I would love to see him. And I think, I can't wait to see uh, You Were Never Really There. Roxy Stryer saw it, said it was incredible, but kind of disturbing because she seemed to imply that she would never see it again. I'm dying to see it. I love this guy. I just saw Gladiator again for the first time in a long time uh, over the past holiday weekend. so good. Man, that movie is really good. You know what's so funny? The throne from Gladiator, do you know where it is? No. It's in the Universal Prop Department on display with an old E.T. sitting on top of Uh, it. For the public to see? Yeah, if you go through there, if you're in the Universal Prop Department for any reason, the throne with E.T. right in the center, it's from Gladiator. Nicki Minaj, actually, fun fact, rented that throne and spray-painted it bright gold for her Majesty perfume photo shoot, and then returned it to the property department and said that she rented it out that way. And so they had to have her pay to return it to the initial condition. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Bad on you for thinking that you can, I mean... It was a photo shoot. Yeah. They could have just done it in... Photoshop. They didn't even have to paint it. It was like, come on, guys. Photoshop. 
Minaj. Don't be spray Nicki painting Minaj those movie thrones. News. Uh, what else we want to talk about here? How about the fact that uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, she's going to decide uh, oh, on a potential Linda Carter cameo. Uh, I guess she was asked about that. Would you use a Linda Carter cameo? And I guess she didn't want to be uh, backed into that corner. Well, they actually they asked Linda Carter, uh-huh. uh, would you do a cameo? And she said, I'm just going to leave that up to the universe and Patty. So she's kind of mentioned before that she would be open to doing a cameo, but it's also going to depend on her schedule. Anna Patty Jenkins seems to think that it would make any sense for her to be in it. So To that I say, open to it? Her schedule? I know. That's what's... Well, she, she was in Super Troopers 2, I guess. Now she's, like, booking a bunch of, like kind of other things but i'm like if you're in if you're offered wonder woman 2 you're gonna take it yeah but that's kind of what her people have said is like it's gonna depend on her listen we don't know if we can get linda carter to wonder woman 2 set for her cameo okay it's just not gonna happen (laughs) super troopers might they might have a third one come out in in 10 years so and um, we need her available uh we've heard a lot about a potential justice league dark film uh doug lyman uh was recently attached to it he's no longer involved with it but before that um uh this year's academy award winner for best director and recent uh big deal signer with uh fox search like Guillermo del toro was working on that previously yeah uh and 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 doug lyman was like well you know my film was gonna be very different yeah which was such a weird thing like the timing of this is so odd like why are you saying this man like del toro just won an academy award like so I don't know. His exact quote was when he was asked about his movie versus Del Toro's vision was, it was completely different. I may do this sort of big, high concept movies, but I always choose projects where I see myself in them. There has to be a really personal connection to it. And at the end of the day, I wasn't going to find myself in Del Toro's version of Justice League Dark. I just wouldn't see myself in that. That's why I basically have to develop the things that I'm going to make. Yeah. Which makes sense. But... I don't know. It's like, why even mention it? I, they well, say I, it's like, it's still kind of in the works. And I'm like, is it though? Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, you mean saying uh, Lyman was still potentially involved? No, he, Lyman I don't think he's is definitely... in, involved, but they're saying like, but they may still do a, you know, he's... But, you know, I do kind of get that though because... He did say that he's Toro... open to returning to it though. Yeah. Like, I think that's why he did the interview was he was saying, he but I would come back. I bet he would. I know, right? Um, well, listen, Del Toro's style is so... Specific. I think he's just saying I wouldn't ape Del Toro's style, which makes sense. It's a very, very stylized way of telling, you know, telling stories. Uh, And obviously, he's pretty hot right now, as well. He should be. Um, The damn Del Toro. I liked the new Pacific Rim, but I did not feel the same way about it like I did the first one. You know, I thought the first one was special, Um, even though some people really hated it. I thought it was special. Good. I think all his movies are like have got such a unique awesome thing about them and we got his Hellboy, and we got so much good stuff from him um i i mean i i feel like you know people are gonna give him some flack a little bit for this comment but but considering he was saying it at a panel at wondercon and i feel like when you're in that environment he's i I don't think he was trying to be negative at all i think he was being complimentary yeah and this does make me wonder though how eventually swamp thing is going to make it to the screen and what capacity because i know a lot of people feel like Alan Moore changed the game with the telling of the Swamp Thing. So you can't do, like, a, a big actioner with Swamp Thing. It's got to be a dark film. It's mm-hmm. got to be... Uh, and that fits really well in the Justice League Dark World, too. Um, I'm just wondering, when am I going to see Swamp Thing? Is it going to be in a Justice League Dark, or is somebody going to make that dang Swamp Thing movie? That is the Adam question, always, is when and where Swamp Thing. Or is he going to maybe show up on the DC-like streaming platform? 
I, you know, I hope that it's a little bit more mainstream than that. After this weekend, after I, I also saw a recent, uh, not a recent episode, I saw an episode of Greatest American Hero and Swamp Thing on this, on this Heroes and Icons channel, which my parents get back Aww. home, which I had never seen before. But man, Greatest, have you ever seen Greatest American Hero? No. <sighs> With William Catt. He gets the super suit, doesn't know how to use it. It's going to be made into a new series, like starring a female. Yeah, these aliens give him a super suit, and he loses the instruction manual. So how they do it is he's always flying like this and crashing into things, and he teams up with um, Robert Culp. Uh, and who is a detective, and they saw I love this. I'm going to watch this. Oh, my God. Greatest American hero. You guys got to know about this. Anyway, uh, Swamp Thing will appear on Legends. Please don't. I know their effects are good, but I want to see, when we see Swamp Thing again, I'm ready for the big budget, amazing looking CG, organic, physical. What, the effects on Swamp Thing are going to be amazing. I don't want to see it on TV next. I'm sorry. I love you, Legends, but no. Um, but we did get a new trailer. Uh, we got a trailer for Shazam. Uh, yeah. Um, which was exciting. Uh, the director, nobody expected to uh, show this uh, teaser. And we should have led the show with this, but this was just a few days ago. We did get the first teaser with Shazam. And one thing I will say is obviously effects are not totally done. It has more Shazam or Captain Marvel than the Venom trailer at Venom. It looks, no, that really looks good. Which we're going to, oh, that was such a great, there we go. There we go. Awesome intro. Beautiful. And then I think this is what really sells it. And I'm like, I know who he is. It is time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Beautiful. Gorgeous. First I mean, you use the ACDC (laughs) in Iron Man, so it's a little derivative, but it works. Yeah. Because ACDC songs are really anthemic. And this I love, too. This, I, I, I don't know this character as well. The cowboy on the horse one. I know the horse well, but not the cowboy as much. And this is, like, his partner. That's Captain Marvel's partner. So I guess the hoss is getting away, but now uh, you got him. Look at that. Look at that stunt work on that see, horse. when you see Zachary Levi's costume and it's lit, it makes sense. Shazam. Boom. Shazam, baby! Yeah! yeah. Damn, that looks nice. <laughs> so that was released on April 1st. <laughs> that was released on April 1st with so many other uh, great stuff. But I mean, but but you know what? Uh, he's been doing stuff on his Instagram and everything since this thing started. And Zachary Levi, like, I'm just, I, I nobody really. Nobody who, who still hasn't gotten that, that was an April Fool's Day prank that they played yes, for yes, us. Yes, it was. Um, I believe in this film. I really want this film to be great. I'm not I even I think it's going to be good. I mean, I'm I, excited about it. It's almost like, when I think about it, it's like the tone, it almost is like Indiana Jones, just in the sense that there's obviously a lot of humor, but the action still counts. See, that's I, but it was described that way a little was bit, it? right? I think I don't so. know. I mean, it's just like it, it's it's a hard thing to do, like full comedy, not like Marvel does it, but in a in that sweet spot where it's obviously a comedy, but what's happening is real, like super bad, even you know, to me is a really great grounded comedy, like where the you know the 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 situations are so extreme. But it's so grounded, and the stakes matter, and everything like that. I know there's no action in Super Bad, whatever. But like, it's I don't know. I'm I'm into it. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be the perfect amount of action and comedy, and getting to an innocence that I think we need right now. Sky Patterson is letting us know that the Suicide Squad Hell to Pay animated film is out, and it's good. All right, I will definitely check that out. 
I saw Gotham by Gaslight recently, um, and I thought it was Good. great. I liked it a lot. Uh, my girlfriend thought his utility belt was ridiculous because oh, it was really? so big. But I'm like, she didn't get the whole steampunk Batman like retro thing. Like I don't know. She was just giving me a hard time because I liked it. Um, but we do also have uh, a footage. real trailer. Yeah, we do have <laughs> footage of uh, um, Superman in the new iteration of Death of Superman, which I didn't realize until recently was putting it in like a new Fifty Two kind yeah. of continuity, which is weird because. Not really doing New Fifty Two anymore, but I guess is it Rebirth? Does he have a collar in Rebirth? Maybe he does. But it's collared Superman telling the Doomsday story. Do we have some video to look at of that? I'm really Stop excited that they're remaking this, even though we've trod over this story several times now. I mean, I feel like a good story is worth, worth retelling. I remember reading these comics when they first came out, and just reading like an issue with no words, and it's just Doomsday as he starts his march. Across the country, and it it builds suspense so well. Superman is fighting amongst the people that love and adore him. This is Superman, and that's what's his name, uh, Jerry Connor, Jerry O'Connor playing Superman again. Emotionally shattered. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell playing Superman. Jerry O'Connell, and who's playing Lex Luthor? Um, Lex Luthor is a uh, Rain Wilson, right from uh, the, the Office. Yeah, Dwight Schrute. Rebecca yeah, Romaine, yeah. too. So. Okay, that's probably enough to show. This goes on for quite a while. That's like a, a six-minute video. But Doomsday looks amazing. Um, I'm excited for this. This is going to be a two-parter, and then the second part is coming out in 2019. The first part will be out later this year. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Nice. Sky Patterson agrees Gotham by Gaslight was an awesome DC Elseworlds. Thank you. And it looks like we might be getting some Elseworlds DC films, too, uh, in the future. But right now... Uh, we're done talking about movies, and uh, Roxy Stryer's not here, time. but we're going to honor her. An homage to... It's time for Roxy Stryer's TV time. Even though she's not here, thank you so much. And Elena! Yeah! TV time. What's going on in the world of TV, Elena? There's a whole bunch going on in the world of TV. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Man, this show has been all over the place. You've been watching Legends of Tomorrow? I'm like three episodes <laughs> behind, but I find it really easy to like binge a couple of these in a row. Um, that's how I'm kind of doing it right now. I, I'm caught up on Krypton right now, and I'm a little behind on a lot of the other shows, but... I do like Legends, so... Uh, is well, they it... recently went back in time to visit Barack Obama in college during oh, his yeah. college years because Gorilla Grodd was coming for him. So they had to stop Gorilla Grodd from killing a college-age Barack Obama. I and... saw I saw the tease. The last episode I saw teased Grodd in, in the next episode. Yes. That's awesome. So, so that's what the... So little spoiler here. Little spoiler That's okay. Here. That's okay. Um, the end of the scene, Sarah tells Obama, I really miss you. And they almost cut that out because, you know, it makes sense, like, having political affiliations for one character. You don't often do that on a TV show. Sarah Lance character. Yes, right. Sarah Lance. Who's an out gay character. Yes. So it's like, I mean, it makes sense for that character. Um, but initially, uh, Phil Klemer said that he was going to cut the scene completely. And then after he saw it, he was really excited that he left it in. But then they asked him about, okay, well, would anybody else make any uh, references? Uh, they said, do you think that you may have the current president make an appearance? And he said, um, I think you just guaranteed it. I would love to see a mid-80s Trump. It'd be a blast. That's hilarious. So they may have Trump there. That was about the time that he was doing his real estate. It was before 
Yeah, no, Celebrity I, Apprentice and everything. So. I remember Trump very much from from that time, from being like very young in the eighties. I remember him having his book and his board game, his gold everything, and yeah, gold board game. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he was like his brand was money. It was always like wealth, yeah. opulence, and money. That is the guy's brand. Um, I think that's a great way to deal with that too. That's really funny. Yeah, I think that would be a. Uh, oh, Ivan Soto is saying that Sarah is actually bisexual. Ivan, no such thing. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> extra controversial today. Um, that's right. Okay, Sarah does because we have seen Sarah uh, enjoy all yes. the meats of our, uh, f- you know. But it stew. makes sense that Sarah would be an Obama supporter, but having her say it on the show, yeah, that's that's kind of a big step. It's but a little POV, like going, Roseanne is doing. Roseanne's having a little POV from their characters, and it's working. Speaking People of like Roseanne, it. going back to the '90s. A uh, another show back in 1997, Lois and Clark had their big finale. Terry Hatcher. Now I used to watch this show when it was on, but I don't remember this finale. So apparently, their season four cliffhanger was a little baby wrapped up in a Kryptonian blanket. Yes, and then you were left to wonder, like, who dropped this off here? And now this couple, Lois and Clark, they were definitely together at that point in the show. Yes, they uh, wanted a baby at that yeah, point. They wanted but a baby. She couldn't physically carry his child because of biology of him being an alien and her being a human. Now, did it they deal, killed her. Did they deal with that on the show? They actually, I think that, yeah, they talked about like I, it would kill her. That is so weird that they actually talked. That's amazing. That's See, that was a great show. Lois and Clark was a great show for its time to really focusing on doing like a rom-com, uh, you know, story with Lois and Clark. I think there was like, you know, they still were some adventures to it. There was still some flying. It kept me interested. I watched all those. I eight. thought it was fun. It, I mean, it really like launched Terry. Ha- she became a Bond girl after that, and then Desperate Housewives. That's why I also love seeing her on Supergirl because I was like, oh, she was Lois Lane. Um, but the exact quote too from the uh, the show's producers, they were saying they initially thought that they were going to get another season, and ABC cut them very last minute, and so they thought that that was not going to be the finale. Uh, it said, we didn't write it as a series finale. It was just supposed to be a cliffhanger looking to create obstacles for them. We ended up saying that carrying a baby to term would kill Lois, but as fate or intergalactic justice would have it, a baby of Kryptonian lineage is left at their doorstep. So if the show had gone on, we would have seen them figuring out how to raise this child who would have aged rapidly and would have become a teenager in months. That is really funny. That sounds awful, actually. I'm so glad that never got produced. I feel like that would have been... That sounds like what happens to a lot of shows when they get a season five. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, it maybe dodged a bullet there. But I did hear that Dean Kane would be open to doing a reboot of the show a la Roseanne and Will and Grace. And I don't that would be cool. see I that I can see ever. Terry Hatcher being on board for that, too. Sure, yeah. I don't see it going for too long, but... I don't, I don't know. But Dean Kane's been streaming? showing up... You never know. He's been a regular on Supergirl, though. That's He's been true. Showing well, up so all. is Terry Hatcher. That's true. Well, she got killed, right? She did? Yeah, she's gone now. But he's but... not dead, or he was. He was the missing dad, right? I mean... I don't know what his current is. It's hard to tell is. with hard anybody to tell. on... Um, <laughs> but you're going to have more opportunities to find out about Supergirl and Arrow yes. and everybody, because to Legends the surprise, the surprise of no one, the, all the DC shows are back Yep, next year. CW has uh, renewed 10 TV shows, including Riverdale and... You know all of the DC shows. I'm not surprised about Riverdale too. They're like that seems that seems to me to be more of a cultural touchstone right now than any yeah DC than show. any of the DC shows, which is kind of like, weird that Riverdale's that one really big. latched on. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which you wouldn't think about the Archie comics versus Batman or like Supergirl or. Not in a hundred thousand years would I have said like, oh yeah, do an Archie show and it's going to be like the more relevant, cooler 90210 with a pseudo, um, you know, uh, sort of surreal aspect. I mean, it's very bizarre. I love Riverdale though. I went as uh, Betty with my whole Riverdale like cosplay group the first day of WonderCon. It's very easy. Is it, it like cheerleading is it like Twin Peaks at all? And that there's like supernatural elements or X Files e or no, not really. It's not like they're not trying to go Teen Wolf. They're mm-hmm. going more just like drama. But it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's really good. It's very well done. And I read the Archie comics all the way up until when, like, Jughead was a zombie. Right. And like, the, I went way with it. And the guy who plays Archie is kind of like a heartthrob, right? Yeah, even though the the first the first few episodes, I think they were trying to find their footing. They made it uh-huh. a little too, like, Dawson's Creaky. Right. But then they kind of figured out where they were going with them. So I think he'll, because now Jughead is more of the heartthrob. Um, let's talk, so sweet. what about Krypton? But, Are you caught up on Krypton? I'm not caught up on Krypton, um... But, I mean, that's that's one that, I don't know. I'm I saw some people talking about it. about it. You, okay, um, so how many have you seen? I just saw the first episode. Some people are like, Krypton is all right. What do you guys think about Krypton in the chat room? I'm curious. Um, I, I also... Kinda, oh, you know, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm, it's, it's keeping my interest. I'm liking the Adam Strange character. I'm liking his other weird buddy kind of guy. I like that we've gotten the uh, grandfather... Or his grandfather or father is now showing up. His grandfather is showing up as like the um, hologram because that's a cool thing that we've seen in Superman since the first movie. I do like that. I like the, that they have the the references and kind of the canon that they they repro- that they kind of recreate. But what I'm kind of nervous about the good news about all four Arrowverse shows being picked back up on CW. We have not made a decision on iZombie, which is my jam. Oh, also Roxy Stryers, who this yes. very TV time is named after. And I love I It's so good. And so we're going to find out in May, officially, if we get iZombie back or not. But I hope it wasn't announced with the other slate. So that makes me a little nervous. I can't comment because I've never seen an episode. It's so good. I know. Roxy's it's so good. It's so you would good. like it. It's <sighs> really, it's good. So buried with shows. It's I good. Mean, Legion just started up again. Legion is amazing. That is true. But it's like stellar. I mean, it's like unbelievably good. It's really good. That's why I was so excited. Like FX is like doing a, a, this, this Why the Last Man. So good. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still with you on Krypton. It looks great. I think the production value looks great. I still don't know how much it's sucking me in. Um, it's still Superman without Superman, but it's got some some stuff for you if you like it. Uh, what else? We got to get out of here oh, kind of yeah, soon. Oh, yeah, got to kind of quick here. Well, one good thing, Legends of Tomorrow, going back a little bit, uh, Jess McCallan, who plays Ava Sharp, is now set to be a series regular, which, kind of talking about Sarah Lance earlier, they've, right. they've split up, but now right. she's going to be a series regular. That cool. makes us kind of think maybe they may get back together. We may see something, or we may just see another clone. They may kill her off and bring in a new clone. How mean would that be? That would not be good. Make Sarah have to look at a clone of her love? Sarah Lance is definitely coming um, back, though, right? Sarah Lance, 100%. And yes. Matt Ryan is coming back next yes. year, full time. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. Um, see, uh, But 
Stephen Amell was talking also about the Arrowverse and Black Lightning, which was renewed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying that he does think that there is going to be a crossover, even though we've been saying they've been saying from the beginning that there's not. He says everyone pretends like we're not going to have that we're not going to eventually cross over with Black Lightning, but we're probably going to cross over with Black Lightning because jet- that's just the way the world works. Mm-hmm. I think that anything you can do to expand the universe and build out what we've built on our show would be great. So I'm glad that the show's doing well. I hope it is very successful run, and I would love to be a small part of it in any way shape or form yeah well i think it 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 was smart like they've never really said this is never going to happen they've always intimated there are no plans for that right now um and then um you know but i really think what they were saying was that we need to establish the show establish the world of this show and they've already made references i think to the Arrowverse on on a past episode so Mm -hmm. they're slowly starting to open that up um, and it would make sense because they're both fathers now, like two. Yeah, and I mean, it would be great. It would be really interesting to see Black. They've got a lot going on. Similar lives. Uh, but and, something... and if you want to have fun, learn and grow in all areas of your life, I do. I mean, not just in CW. I like to grow but in, in all areas. In your actual of... life? Yeah. Well, for those who do, we've got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menuno's Podcast Edition is hosted by our very own AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. And Conversations with Maria Menuno's features celebrity and influencer inf- interviews, along with secrets and tips about how to be better in all aspects of your life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. So let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted you can go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free the best amount of money to spend zero dollars be sure to rate and comment and when you do let Maria know that it was us that sent you there Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition check it out so Maria's got her own podcast is this already happening? yes this is happening now and it's good you can tune in every Friday I'm uh, out, actually so. a huge fan of hers on Howard Stern. Whenever she makes uh, a Howard Stern appearance, like... It's... When she got engaged. Yes, yeah, she got engaged to <laughs> Kevin Undergaro. And they're always really funny together, and they use her drops of Noah all the time. Yes. Um, so I would tune in just to get more of that flavor. Love her. She's amazing. Um, um, somebody else that we love, but unfortunately have to say goodbye to, Willa Holland is going to be leaving Arrow. Stephen Amell said that he wishes her well. Um, He said, I know she wanted to move on with her career, and I totally respect that, and I'm glad she's getting that opportunity. So we're sad that she's leaving, but she's being apparently incredibly kind and respectful and professional the whole time. They're not going to kill her off. They're going to They're not going to kill her off? Yeah. They said um, they're working hard hours. They want to be there. She's been nothing short of professional and excellent. They're going to work together so that she has... She meets an end that is pursue that is one that Thea could be, be proud of. Right. So potentially will, maybe bring her back. I will just say I want them to kill her off because I think that's selfish of her. She's leaving. She wants to leave the open for her coming back. But you know what? If you really want to end on a good note, it's being like, hey guys, I'm gonna leave. You can do a really dramatic arc in which you kill my character and it matters and it'll be a death that lasts. I mean, she may be down with that. It may just be the writer saying that I they say. don't want to do that. Go big. That's that would be the. But the it's cool weird because she it. hasn't even been confirmed for Kingdom Hearts three yet. So it's like, what else is she doing? What is Kingdom Hearts? She Kingdom Hearts the game. She's a voice actor. Oh, for it. okay. So that's like her other game. Oh, that's her but, other big yeah. gig. Well, she has a lot of voiceover, which makes sense. Like there's like Mae Whitman, who after she left Parenthood, just kind of went more into the 
voiceover nice. now back on TV. Um, I think um, it's uh, we got to pretty much get out of here. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, so. I want to say the very last thing. Oh, okay, yeah. The uh, uh, the last thing is that uh, last Stephen Amell news. He said that he news. did audition for Booster Gold at one point. That a project that never came to fruition, but apparently uh, they said that. They are still hoping that a Booster Gold something will continue to be in the works, even if he is not associated with it. But they said Greg Berlanti has confirmed that the movie is still in development at Warner Brothers. So we'll see. Booster Gold could be awesome. I would like to see 10 episode season on the streaming platform for Booster Gold. That would be cool. Relying on really great, clever uh, comedy writing. And, you know, that's what I would be down for. Um, but um, thank you so much. It was a pleasure doing this dynamic duo. We got into it. This was a nice, long, fatty yeah. episode. Talked a lot. Uh, we did sort of a post-mortem on Zack Snyder. Uh, Elena, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl, A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N. And I'm Adam Gertler. And you can find me at Adam Gertler on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, go to Doghouse, wherever you are. I'll be in Chicago coming up, D.C., Dallas, at the Doghouses in those areas. So if you're around there, reach out to me and let's hang out. Bye! Bye! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.